Everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Westchester County, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined, as always, by the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, my colleague and co-host, none other than Michael Lagaris. Everybody, yo, 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 what's up, everybody? What's up, Mike? Back in the building this week. You know him, you love him. The number one tight end in the history of college football. The big Wookiee, Nick Kronk. Wookiee, what's up? What's going on, everybody? Sammy not with us this week. He'll be back next week, everybody. Taking care of some high-level high school football coach business tonight. Can't get into it. All right? Can't get into it. But let's get right into this. Mike White Mania is back. Mike White Mania is back, everybody. Like, last year, we had this one week. We had one week last year when we took that Bengals W, Mike White threw for 400 yards, where Jets fans were just in euphoria. I know Zach was the future. No one was thinking about Mike White necessarily being the QB long term. But we had that one week to just love it up, to just be happy, to see a quarterback actually go out and play efficiently. And from that week until this past week, we hadn't seen that (laughs) in a long time, you know? The Jets go out there and Mike White. 22 for 28, 315 yards, three touchdowns. You guys all know the stats. 149 QB rating. Mike is going to go through some statistics in regards to this game that are going to blow your mind. In regards to Mike White, that'll probably surprise you as well. Michael, after this game, after the Mike White part two, you know, his re-debut this year, the bigger, the better, more improved Mike White, coming out, taking care of the ball, three touchdowns, no interceptions. After that game, Mike, Richard Sherman, is going public saying Mike White is a franchise quarterback. Oh. I know Jet, Jet fans might be rolling their eyes right now. Look, I get it. Richard Sherman can say that from the outside looking in. He doesn't know what we've been through. He doesn't know the life we've lived as Jet fans with our quarterback history, which right. is a dark one, which is a sad one, Mike, which is an abusive one, but, but <laughs> every once in a while, things like this do happen in the NFL. And last year, I'm going to get to Mike White. I just want to say something, Mike, which I didn't mention to you yet. But sometimes I keep receipts. And I remember last year we did a podcast similar to this one where me and you said, we don't care who the quarterback of the Jets is. We just want to win. So if it's Mike White, let it be Mike White. Maybe Zach isn't the guy. Do you remember when we said that, Mike? We did. And some people, maybe some people even listening right now said, man, we lost respect for you guys, man. When you said that, we don't know what you're talking about. And what we said was whoever the best quarterback to lead us to W's, the playoffs, etc. Whoever that guy is, that's who I want as the quarterback. And guess what happened by game 20? Joe Douglas and Robert Salah think the same exact thing. That's right. Mike White got put into the game, and the offense looked as good as it's looked in maybe two decades, Mike. Okay, you have some stats that are going to blow people's mind. I want to know what you have to say about Mike White, his efficiency, how good the offense looked, the resurrection of Elijah Moore. 
out of nowhere. Mike has a touchdown, 64 yards. Very efficient, got the ball to 10 different guys on the day. It looked easy out there, and Salah said he made the easy plays look easy. Kind of a veiled shot at Zach. There, if you're looking between the lines, Mike, because he's saying Zach didn't do that, but we have a ton to get to here with Mike White. But your reaction to the game, the outcome, and how good Mike White played on Sunday. My reaction to the game is I'm elated. The outcome, I am impressed. And Mike White, again, showed the world that this guy is the real deal. I mean, you can say what you want to say, and we're going to get into the numbers, but all I mean, you have one game that's really an outlier, and that's that Buffalo Bills game. Uh, but for the rest, this guy balls. Okay. So I, I'm excited to go through all of the data and what the, the future looks like. But I think my biggest takeaway from this entire game was the locker room, was the people on that team and their reaction. Cause like, yo, like, you know how you like, say you do this podcast with me, Keith, and you do a good job. And let's just say we bring someone else on and they do this job, but they do it better than you. You know what I'm saying? I might know they do it better than you, but I'm not going to be like, Oh son. Cause I'm gonna be like, yo, my boy, like, don't, don't tell me that it could, it could hurt us feelings. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about something personal to you. Cause I know you're, you're the illest at the podcast and production. But if I brought some cat on that was even better than you, like I would just be like, uh, you know, like I, I'd, I'd temper my excitement because you're my boy. Yeah, you should but see my press what, conference if that happens. But that's not what the Jets did. No, that's not. And so, anyway, that's my biggest takeaway. It was the locker room. It was the team embracing everything that is Mike White, and I have not been more excited as a Jet fan, as far as our future, than I am right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to think almost. I'm so surprised, I guess, how well he played coming off last season. And we have a lot to get through here with the statistics. And we also have a video we're going to throw on for a second. Give you guys a little bit more of the know-how. A little bit more. We'll get into a little bit more of the Mike White lore. Before we do that, Wookie, real quick. After the game, you saw the videos with the locker room. How genuinely excited all of his teammates were for him obviously they're excited to win obviously you're excited to go seven and four put up 460 yards on offense but professional athletes super stoked the whole locker room full of them for mike white right now if you're zach wilson look and you see that we saw him on the sideline this weekend um how do you take that how do you think zach can look at how mike white played and how the teammates kind of rallied behind from him and maybe learn from it moving forward well i mean i think if he's a if he's a person that's open to to learning which I'm not sure he is yet based on that presser that he gave that got him into this, you know, besides the poor play and not living up to what you guys wanted him to be by now. Um, it, it comes, I mean, they, they, to, to a man, everybody said, even when Mike White was the third um, the third quarterback on the roster, he's preparing like he's number one. Uh, and uh, that goes a long way with people that put their livelihoods on the line based on your play for the most part, offensively, even defensively. I mean, I, I, someone, I, I forget where I heard or read it, like Sauce or somebody was talking to somebody on the sideline on defense, like, I've, I've never been on the sideline for this long. We're, we're never on the sidelines for this long when, when Zach is in the game. Um, so it, it goes a long way. I, I mean, the kid obviously came a fifth-round pick, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, 
had to work harder than pretty much everybody else above him. Um, but when you find one of these people that can play like he's played and you got him in the fifth round, I can understand on the outside looking in Sherman thinking that this kid could be a franchise quarterback. Obviously, he's been in the league long enough. He's seen quarterbacks. He's dealt with Russell. So he knows what, you know, the temp, you know, the, the whole thing that that encompasses. I think it's great that the, that everybody's rallying around this guy, but it's not just out of nowhere. Like he built that, um, that you know, that respect with everybody in that locker room by how he prepared. Even when a lot of those guys might have thought he should have been on the field earlier. Yeah, yeah. You know what, Wookie? It's a good point too. I think where you're drafted obviously is what kind of shapes the filter people view you through. So when not not a lot of expected of you in the fifth round, not a lot of expected of a fifth round draft pick, especially a quarterback. When you're number two overall, that's a different story. I think if Zach Wilson went out and just played the game Mike White played this weekend, right? People would be losing their minds about Zach Wilson. Losing it. Instead of there being a lot of people that are still tepid, people might still don't want to fully commit to Mike White, fifth round pick. The same exact two games, if Zach had that Bengal game last year or this game this weekend, people would be going nuts. Oh, look how efficient he is. This is what we've been waiting for. But instead, I'm like, for instance, if you flip their draft spots and you didn't know who the quarterback was, you would have thought he was the number two pick. But let's get into a little bit more Mike White stats, data, lore. Before we do that, Mike, you got a video you worked up in the lab for the AEBG universe for Jet fans. The little ode to old Mike White. The White Knight rises once again, Michael. You want to drop us on everyone? Let's do it. In 2021, Mike White made his NFL debut, completing 80% of his passes for 405 yards and three touchdowns to lead the New York Jets over the Cincinnati Bengals, putting his jersey into the NFL <laughs> Hall of Fame. This victory was to be just short-lived as the New York Jets celebrated a must-needed win during the 2021 season. Zach Wilson would return from injury and Mike White would head back to the bench. The New York Jets would struggle to finish the 2021 season. He didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> because he's the hero Gotham deserves, but not the one it needs right now. <laughs> so we'll bench him because he can take it. Because he's not a hero. He's a Simon Guardian. A watchful protector. White Knight, baby! The White Knight. November 27th, 2022. Mike White gets another opportunity to start at quarterback for the New York Jets due to a lackluster performance from Zach Wilson throughout the season. Immediately, Mike White begins to take control of the offense, spreading the ball around, hitting over 10 different receivers on the day. Here, a quick slant to Zonovan Bam Knight, who takes it all the way up to the 20 yard line. Amazing. Garrett Wilson, first touchdown on an opening drive for the season. Mike White, efficiently operating the offense, getting Elijah Moore involved. Mike LaFleur's offensive machine, 
razzle and dazzling the Chicago Bears defense. Incredible move. Garrett Wilson. Mike White unlocking the potential of this New York Jet offense. Nims getting involved. The tight ends getting involved. Elijah Moore again. Touchdown. Have been waiting for this all season long. Bam Knight. The offense has not looked this good all season long, and it is a broken Bears defense. But we have not seen anything like this. Mike White. Absolute tremendous performance. Zonovan Bam Knight, another one with the game pretty much out of reach. The Jets just run the ball to control the clock. And with this first down here, they seal the game. Jets go 7-4 on the season. W, son. W, Mike, first of all. Very well done. The White Knight rises. I loved it. I loved the Batman theme, everything about it, Mike. Hard on that. that was absolutely great. Call me off guard there. All of a sudden, that was tremendous, bro. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was going to be edited in that manner. Commissioner Gordon popped in, let you know what was up. Mike, you know what's something that um, I heard you mention there, and I forgot to mention when we were just talking about the game? Mike White, he had 10 different receivers. So within hitting those 10 different receivers, Mike, he hit all five receivers that played in the game. So he hit Corey Davis, he hit Mims, he hit Wilson, he hit Elijah Moore, he hit Braxton Berrios, right? Hit all, all of them out of catch in the game, Mike, okay? Our yep. two tight ends that actually played in the game, Conklin and Zoma, both had catches in the game. Yep. And both running backs, um, all three running backs, Carter before he went out, Ty Johnson and Ben Knight all had a reception. Literally every single player on offense that could catch a ball caught a ball in this game. And it's because he was just looking for the open receiver, taking what was given to him, and just accepting it and just going, okay, if I'm going to get four or five yards, we'll get four or five yards. And that first drive looked too easy. I mean, he just, I'm like, it was LaFleur a good play caller? Am I not, do I not know what I'm talking about? Because everything worked the whole way down the field. I don't want to be lost in the mix here. The fact that the run game worked as well as it did. They still averaged about five yards a carry, I think, Mike, on the day. And a lot of that had to do with Ben Knight after Carter went out. Ty Johnson with the big run there at the end. But man, everything looked improved. And it goes to show you what a decent quarterback can do for you. Now, decent's one way of saying it. And people want to put Mike White into a box, Mike, and be like, oh, maybe he can, you know, not make mistakes and be a decent game manager. But kind of what he showed in this game and what he showed in that Bengal game is he has the ability to be a lot more than a game manager. Because he yeah. just averaged 10 yards a clip this game, Mike, passing the ball. That, that's not easy to do in an NFL game. The, the game versus the Bengals, too, 403 yards. We know three touchdowns in that game. Uh, Mike, the video was tremendous. I don't even know if there's anything that we can do to encapsulate how hyped Jet fans are at the yeah. game coming out of the stadium this week. Now, I know a lot of people don't want to buy into the full Mike White hype, and I get that. Just like a lot of people didn't want to completely bury Zach yet, and I get that too. 
erring on the side of caution is probably the safer way to go. Uh, but look, like Mike alluded to a moment ago, Mike White has played three full games in his entire NFL career. Okay, he played the game versus the Bills. We know it wasn't great. The game versus the Bengals in this game this weekend were beyond tremendous. And there's some, some stats we're going to get into in a moment that will blow your mind. And then he played a portion of that Patriot game where he played pretty good. He was able to move the ball. Zach Wilson wasn't that day. It was a horrible blowout. And Mike, the game he played versus the Colts last year, he played the first quarter, starts the game, plays the first quarter, has 95 yards in the first quarter and a touchdown. So most of what we've seen has been him playing pretty well. And then there's the Bills game that kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. So the Bills game to me at this point with this good game this weekend, that's looking like the outlier. And he actually does look like he might be a pretty decent quarterback, a pretty efficient quarterback. What's your takeaways moving forward? We'll forget about the future for a second, Mike, but just 2022, the way he played this weekend. I know Coach Salah said, Mike, it's going to be a week-to-week thing with the quarterback. I'm not really buying that. But for the rest of this year, did that start this weekend? solidify that this is the guy we go with for the rest of the year so um in my mind um this is done because i that was the best i have i think i've ever seen the jet uh offense operate and it wasn't just you can say what you want to say of that the bears are crappy defense fine you know what <laughs> that's the best passing performance against the bears all season second to the to the vikings Right. Okay. So you want to say they're bad? Well, uh, the Jets put did more on passing than any other team except the Vikings, and it was in a monsoon. Um, it was the but the what took me away was just the way Mike operated the offense. It felt easy. If I remember, you made a comment last year, like, "Yo, all three of these people are operating the offense." and the offense is running and looking like a competent offense and Zach comes in and it sputters. And I felt all year that the offense has been sputtering. I, I just don't, we're winning, but I've been, I haven't, you haven't felt that like, all right, this thing, he, white went in there one, two, three, boom, 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 boom. It's like, he knew exactly where to go, where to check down. He was operating within the offense. He doesn't need to be a Superman to have a great arm, rocket arm, make crazy throws. He just needs to make the plays where the plays are made. And in my mind, what I saw at the in the way how efficient the offense looked and getting all those people involved on the offense you know being able to convert those third downs i mean i know we didn't want to get into um you know statistics yet but honestly this game was even better than the Bengals game the Bengals game that he had 405 yards and three touchdowns he had two picks this game he didn't even have any picks and he posted yeah. the fourth highest passer rating in the history of the franchise the only better passer ratings higher than him were Ken O'Brien back in 86, Geno Smith in 2014, and Joe Namath in 1967. Wow. That's it. Those are the wow. only three men that have had a better quarterback passer rating, a passing performance better than what we have from Mike White yesterday. And he did that in his third start. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking at this like, okay, you know what, Zach? Like, Dude comes in, immediately throws 300 yards, and you've only thrown 300 yards once in 20 games. Uh I'm, I, let me tell you why I think he is definitely going to stay the starter unless he just craps the bed. Because I mentioned before, my takeaway was the locker room. The locker room was 
you can hear the disdain and the issues that they had with Zach. They, you can hear it. You, 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 the specific one is Garrett Wilson saying, this is unacceptable. People need to be accountable. He's talking about yeah. the quarterback, guys. Yeah. Let's just be real about it. True. So Salah, I'm, and I'm going to get into Salah here soon because I have some things to say about him. Um, Salah read the room, and he, and he had to do this because he knew he was talking with players, talking with his coaches, and they all knew, dude, you got to play the better quarterback. And they've always felt that Mike White was the better quarterback. And this dude was just ready. He got in there and he executed. And so I don't see any way that they go back to Zach because you will have a revolt. And you'll lose the locker room. And Salah is not going to do that. Now, the only one way he could lose his job is if he goes and craps the bed again. So. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Of course, yeah. If you mean... If Mike White has four interceptions next week and four interceptions the week after that, we might be having a different discussion. Um, Mike, we're getting into some of these crazy stats. One thing I want to get into that you just mentioned, though, that's a great point. And all Jet fans that have been watching the games have eyeballs, and they see the fact that last year Mike White obviously had that great game and looked a lot better than Zach. Joe Flacco's QB rating last year was about a 113, and this year he was playing pretty decent, at least at the beginning of the year. Josh Johnson last year, Mike? QB rating was 100, had three touchdowns. So every single other person that has played quarterback has been successful, statistically at least, and have been able to move the ball, aside from Zach Wilson. That has a lot to do with what happened this weekend. Mike, you got into some of these stats that are crazy. I mean, Zach has four touchdowns all year passing the ball. Zach, Mike White just had three touchdowns in this game. To have his name up there with, um, you know, Joe Namath and some of the greats of all time, I don't think anyone would have expected that was coming. Um, this fast, but uh, Mike, do you have any other stats? I mean, Ad- some of these things. Adrian are- is asking you a question. What's up? Does he, Mike White take us to the promised land? Okay, now is the prom Mike? Is the promised land the Super Bowl? Is that it? Is that it, Adrian? Is the promised land can the I, Super Bowl? Because can I, can I say something? Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Excuse me, Mike. What did you say there? Yes, I do think he takes us to the promised land. As in, you think Mike White's the guy that's going to be the quarterback here moving forward for a long time, and eventually the success we find is going to be with Mike White at the helm? Is that what you think, Mike? I'm thinking, why can't we do it this year? Ooh, okay. See, Jet fans, Mike is hyped right now, and I like it. I like where Mike's head is at right now. Okay, he's all in, because what we've seen from Mike White has been tremendous play, but I... Guys, we have the best defense. I'm going to put myself on, on camera. Do it. Hey. We got the best defense in the league. The best. The best. No one has a better defense than we do. Okay? And the only thing holding us back was our offense. It's always been our offense. Has been from day one. That's how the Jets are. And you're going to tell me now that we're going to have a quarterback that can drop 300 and three TDs in games like this? Can operate the offense sufficiently? efficiently? We get another decision. Bam Knight comes in. And is able to do those one-stop shop quick bursts that Elijah Moore and uh, our other running backs are not able to really hit those holes hard. And we see Bam Knight doing it just the way Brees Hall is. He's not as good as Brees Hall, but he could definitely bring that value that none of the other running backs were bringing. So you're going to tell me that this offense is going to be a problem with the best defense in the league? Yo, why can't we go to the Super Bowl? I'm not afraid of no team. None. We're going to smoke the Vikings on Sunday because they have a terrible offense. 
uh, defense, excuse me. That's true. Defense and defense. we have the lockdown two best cornerback. Let's see what Justin Jefferson does against Sauce. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. Because the last time I felt like this was when we had Revis, and all those cats went up on Revis. They did not do a damn thing. Okay? So sometimes, I, and I wish Sammy was here because I would, I would, Sammy brought up such a great point when he said sometimes everything averages out. You know, everything, there's regression to the mean. We have had the worst luck, worse than any franchise in history I, in, in, that I know of. I, there's always been bad things that happen to us. Well, there's going to f- come a time where things actually go good. Okay. And I think this is one of those times. It was the emergence of things just at the perfect time. And th- this kid was ready. We didn't know our defense. We didn't know. And they're young and they're hungry and the Jets don't care what nobody says about them. The coach is confident. All right. And we're going to mix those two together. Why can't we go to the Super Bowl? I am not afraid of any team, especially if you're telling me Mike White is going to be this. And I think he is. I do. I I think I don't think he's like um, a top, you know, Mahomes quarterback, but I think he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I do. I rather if I see this, I I don't want to sign Jimmy. I want this guy because he can op, he can move this offense, you know. So again, we're gonna see. But I'm just saying, like, don't Jeff fans don't rule out anything because you got the defense to do it. You got the defense. You just need the offense to click, and then we're a problem for everybody. And you know why that might be the truth, Mike. We were getting by with Zach Wilson at quarterback. He had four touchdowns all season, and he was five and two. That's what you know I'm saying. I, so, Mike White. Now, look. Do we expect Mike White to throw 300 yards and three touchdowns every game? No, but you don't always need to do that to win the game. First of all, you just need to be efficient, which he is. Guys, there's only five other quarterbacks in the history of the NFL to average eight yards an attempt and 70 percent completion percentage their first four starts. Chad Pennington, Ben Roethlisberger, Kurt Warner, Tony Romo, and Mike White. Quite a list to be on there, guys. Mike White, the first QB in NFL history to have multiple games with at least 75% completion percentage, 300 yards, and three touchdowns in his first four starts. It's really his first three starts if you take that Colt games out. Um, He also did this first the Bengals, as we know, last year. Uh, Guys, we had our best offensive day in years when it comes to yards per play. 20 plus yard, 20 plus yards plays going back to 2019 across the bar. That's our best day in a long time. His yards per attempt better than every single game. Zach Wilson has ever played in the NFL this Sunday. Um, obviously, I don't know if you know, guys, the weather wasn't great either. This weekend, it was horrific. Only two Jets quarterbacks in history have completed over 70% of their passes in their first four starts. The other one was Chadwick Pennington. Oh boy. Okay, so there's a ton of other stats, Mike, here that'll just blow your but, mind. But he is, but he is the first quarterback in NFL history to have multiple games with at least a 75% completion percentage, 300 passes, three pass yards, and three passing touchdowns within his first four career starts. No other quarterback in the history of the NFL has ever done that. Yeah, I mean, this is just, it's just so awkward to even approach this with how well the stats are, you know, because 
I, I want to exercise caution, but I mean, after the game this weekend and the way the offense played, you just want to go all in like Mike did. You, you know, you want to get so hyped. You know, you hear Richard Sherman and all these people talking about Mike White, dude. And other than to get to Mike this weekend, one of the reasons that the game went the way that it did also had to do with the defense, which once again was just locked down all day, Mike, um, out there. After the first drive, first couple drives they had there, the Bears couldn't really get anything going. Punts all day long into an interception there at the end. Michael, C.J. Mosley, 10 tackles on the day, another sack for Mosley. Yeah. 107 tackles on the season for him. Mike, Bryce Huff had another sack. That's three games in a row with a sack for this kid. He has three and a half sacks this season. He's only played in six games. We know Sauce shut everybody down. He really got tested too much this weekend. I think he had one pass interference call on him. But the defense, like you said, if the defense is going to continue to play as good as it is, and the offensive line, which deserves a lot of credit, Mike, um, this weekend, Michael Carter goes out. Now, Brees Halls is, was our kind of our game-changing running back. He's out. Michael Carter is a, is a solid running back. I like Michael Carter. I don't know if he can get 20 carries a game and be healthy, which you saw again. He got banged up. But Bam Knight. A little bit bigger guy, a guy we liked in the preseason, came in, 14 carries, showed us a little something. That was surprising, Mike. Ty Johnson, too, with probably the biggest run of his Jet career. It just seemed like everything was working this weekend with Mike White in there. And, man, coming out of that stadium, those Mike White chants, some of them some of them I can't even repeat here on the air, Michael. There might have been another word in between Mike and White that I won't say on this PG-13 broadcast right now, but I haven't seen Jet fans that hype since that Bengal game last year. It's not even, Mike, it's not even just the, doesn't even seem like it's just the locker room that really is feeling Mike White. It feels like the fans, obviously, if you play well, they're going to be behind you. Don't get me wrong. But just the way he handles himself and the way he's gone about his business and his story coming fifth round and working his way up, Mike being a backup for years and now playing well, it seems like all the fans are behind Mike White now as well. You know, uh, Mike Martz said that Mike White is the next Kurt Warner. And a few people just took exception to that. But, you know, I see something. There's something really special about this kid. And um, I think the locker room feels it. I think the fans feel it. I mean, we know of fans, our our boys, that have stuck with Mike White. People never wanted to let him go no matter what, you know. And it's it's just feels right. And um, I didn't for him to do what he did the way he did it i mean look guys 91.7 qbr which is the seventh highest qbr in jets history since going back all the way to oh, 2006 crazy okay he had his average of um uh, you know snap to throw 2.63 which was eighth fastest in the nfl on sunday and he was the number one ranked uh, quarterback per qbr and he's the fedex ground air and ground player of the week just like he was against the bengals so you know i see four games from this kid two starts that are absolute beast mode one where he came off injury and was playing up against an epic defense with the buffalo bills all right so just have to put that context in and then the other game that we talked about with the colts where he was uh, completed. I forgot. I think it was over 80% of his passes and he ended up going out from getting injured. So, you know, the one bad game really is the outlier when you look yep. at it here. Okay. Yeah, so, so, you know, and it's not like this cat is going out there and he's not doing anything. He's going out there and killing it. And remember what we just said before, like, 
yo, you you pass the eye test, you're immediately good. Like you come in and we already could tell you go pass. Yes. That's what this kid does. He just looks good. Um, and again, say what you want to say about the town. I mean, he just looks good. So I you know, I don't know how anybody else isn't excited or doesn't believe in in what Mike White can be. And I definitely think that Robert Sala, and this is a statement that I wanted to make before, I feel after this game that I I already knew after the draft uh, that that Joe Douglas was going to end up being uh, RGM for sure. The, the 2022 rookie class, Sauce Gardner is the number one rated cornerback in the NFL. Garrett Wilson is on pace for 1,000 yards. Jermaine Johnson is the number three ranked rookie pass rusher. Brees Hall was a top five running back before he got hurt. Jeremy Ruckert, back up to the two tight ends. hasn't The one hasn't shown too much. Yep. Max Mitchell, who was the 11th ranked right tackle. Okay, last week. Coming off injury, he wasn't even supposed to start. Okay, this cat's killing it. Starting right tackle, future. Michael Clemens, the number one ranked rookie rusher in the NFL. Okay, home run. Home run. So we know we got a, we have a, a GM. We know yeah. that. 100%. I'm good. I am now 100% on Robert Sala. 100%. Because I saw him navigate the rough waters of this season with authority, with class, with be keeping respect within that locker room. Think about the Elijah Moore. Think about the losses in the beginning and the receipt statement. Think about be having to be able to bench your number two pick, okay? And and then look at the whole offense as a whole and say, you know what? We're changing everything. Call up the, the undrafted rookie running back. Bench the cat that you just traded for. This ain't working. Let's change it up. And it works. That's a coach, son. Yeah. That's a coach, okay? I'm I'm good on Salah now. I feel very confident that, yo, maybe he doesn't have the right approach in the beginning. He'll figure it out because it's those who are very rigorous and stuck in their ways like Gase was and won't change. Yeah. Those are the people that ain't going to make it. You have to pivot. You have to be nimble. You have to have nuance. And he's showing me that. So the Bam Knight move, excellence. Yeah. And then obviously the Mike, the, the Mike White, that that's a head coach. So... I feel real good about him. And then, you know, Mike White, he's going to have the Vikings. And guess what? He's going to have the Bills again in Buffalo. So we're going to get to see if, because I'm he, he's got at least these two games, at least. Even if he doesn't do good on Sunday, they're going to let him, they're going to, I think they're going to start him on, on Buffalo. And then after that, you know, I, I think they keep starting him. So yeah, he wins these two games or even splits them. Yeah. He's started rest of the season. No question. Yeah, Mike, you know what? You know what I want to say? When you're one of the Mike uh, Salas trying to get across here is accountability. And that's what you were kind of alluding to there is Zach wasn't playing well. And he, you know where Zach is on the bench, James Robinson, whatever his issues are with the team or in practice, or whatever the case may be. They didn't thought, think he was the best running back for this weekend. He's on the bench. These are two guys at completely opposite ends of the spectrum. The number two overall pick in the draft. And a guy we just traded fifth round pick for something like that. Each being treated the same way by the coach. Insofar as you're not providing me with what I need in one way or the other, you're not playing. 
And that type of accountability is what the Jets need. Just because of your contract or your draft status doesn't mean you should play if you're not giving the team the best chance to win. I know there's other parameters involved with a quarterback. It's easy to say that with a quarterback. A lot of teams don't want to eat crow, Mike. They don't want to look bad. They don't want to put the guy on the bench. They don't want to admit they made a mistake. But because of all of those draft picks you mentioned and how good they're playing, combined with a pretty good free agent class and a lot of other savvy moves by Joe Douglas, that in and of itself, Mike, is why Mike White's playing. All those guys hitting, having this defense that we thought would be improved, but I didn't know if we thought it'd be pretty much top of the league like it is. Defensive line, linebackers, secondary, all good this year, right? I didn't I didn't realize it'd be at this level because who thought Sauce would be maybe one of the best corners in the league immediate? Clemens, we loved Clemens, but he's, he's producing already. He's like a grown-ass man out there, and he's a, he's, a, he's a rookie. Jermaine Johnson producing already. Gary Wilson, like we said, on pace for 1,000 yards. Brees Hall might have been the offensive rookie of the year if he didn't get hurt. Max Mitchell, an afterthought in the draft went out and played well. So because of all of these things and the fact that when you look at the Jets, even with all these injuries on the offensive line, they don't necessarily have the biggest glaring hole in the squad aside from quarterback. That's why Mike White's in there, just like Mike said. And the fact that we really do think he's the guy moving forward here that can give us the best chance to win. Mike, you talked about the Viking game this weekend. They got the Vikings. They have the Bills. They have the Lions, Jaguars, Seattle, Miami. Um, I don't see any reason why going through that run right there, we can't have 10 wins or 11 wins coming out of there, Mike. And if you want to talk about the Vikings, I mean, the Vikings this year, if you've watched their games, what a what a weird team to watch. Wookie, this year the Vikings are 9-2. and two. Their plus minus is plus 5. They have nine wins, and their plus minus is only plus 5. So they're getting by by the skin of their teeth. I mean, they have a... A four-point win in the line, three-point win versus the Saints, 29-22 Bears. I mean, these games are close. Mike, a Wookiee, do you think it's just a byproduct of the, the cookie crumbling in the right direction for them, a little bit of luck? Or do you think this 9-2 and two record is the Vikings kind of coming to fruition here with a new coach and they're hitting on all cylinders offensively at least? Well, I mean, I think it could be, I think it could be both at the same time. Uh, but I think there's also a lot of credence has to be put into the fact that they are getting by by such a slim margin. Um, they have, I mean, Justin Jefferson is on another level. Thielen is still doing his thing into his 30s. They've got, uh, I mean, uh, Cook, solid running back, uh, above, way above average running back. And Cousins is, uh, I'm not Cousins, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, is it Cousins still? Yeah, Cousins. Oh, yeah. Cousins, uh, yeah. Well, let's um, Cousins. Yeah, yeah, you like that. Um, but, I mean, it's it's also shines a huge spotlight on that defense because if you can if you can score with with them, you have a shot. And if you have a really good defense, you have a really good shot. And if Mike White's going to go out there and be a competent quarterback, like you said, it doesn't have to be 350 yards <laughs> and three touchdowns every game. But if he goes out there and has 275 and two touchdowns with, that, with your defense. Yeah. I mean, you could you could really expose how bad of a team on the whole the Vikings are. The offense, you're going to have to score points. You, and, but but how many times are they going to run into a defense like the Jets? And by the way, preseason and all along, I said I think the Jets. I think um, uh, Sauce is going to be a top uh, cornerback in the league, and I thought that the Jets could definitely scrape into the top five. Looks like they're going to be the number one defense 
at the end of the season. So I think you guys are in a great shape playing this team because you can score with them if Mike White is just doing Mike White things. You've yeah. got enough playmakers on offense to compete with them there, and your defense is ridiculous. So, you know, you're going to make Cousins have to make really good throws, really tough throws. I, I'm so intrigued about this Justin Jefferson Sauce Gardner matchup. I think that's going to oh. be awesome. It's going to be fun. It, it's almost almost dropped the F bomb there. It's going to yeah. be effing fantastic to watch that. Uh, but DJ Reed is nothing. Uh, is that DJ Reed? Yeah, DJ Reed. He's nothing to sneeze at either. So I mean, I could see him locking down Thielen too. I mean, you guys are set up for a huge win here. I like the Jets in this game big time. I love it, Wilkin. You did give the defense a lot of props before the season, so you deserve your kudos for that. Michael, the Vikings have been giving up a ton of points this year. Their defense is ranked last in the NFL against the pass, and they're 31st overall. This defense is not that good, Michael. Okay? Now, they have some offensive weapons we'll get to, but, Michael, how do you see this shaking out? I think you feel confident this weekend. So do I. We're going to go in there. I think we're better than the Vikings, and I think we're going to take a W. Dude, if we're going to beat them, we're going to have to score at least over 30 points. We're going to have to get over maybe 450 yards around there. And you know what? The Jets have only done that, scoring 30 points and 450 yards, three times in the last four years. Did you know that? Only three times have we ever scored 30 points and had 450 yards. Do you know what the one thing had it was in common with all three of those starts? Mike White. Mike Mother Evan White! That's right! <laughs> And we got him tomorrow. We got him on Sunday. You're damn right. And we're gonna go and and I and this again is one of the worst passing defenses in the league. Yeah, Mike, they're bad. Mother and white. That's right. Oh, I like and I now. and I definitely believe we're taking a W because Dalvin Cook probably is gonna hurt us. Um, but I think that our corners will hold hold Jefferson. Hold him, and he won't completely stop him, but they'll hold him. The only other guy I'm a little worried about is Hawkinson because of um, they throw to him a know, lot. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna hit him. But other than that, you know, I, 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 me personally, I'm thinking this is the Conklin revenge game. <laughs> two T's, two, two T's, two T's for, for Tyler, and I love that. I'm confident going to this game. Also, now Kirk Cousins right now seventh in the NFL in passing yards. Dalvin Cook is sixth in the NFL in rushing yards, 841 yards this year, averaging about 4.7 yards a clip. And then Jefferson's second in receiving yards. And the defense is so bad, this team is only plus five. So like Mike said, they're probably going to put some yards up. They're probably going to put some points up. We're going to need to do the same thing to win this game this weekend. But I think we have the team to do it. I think with Mike White out there, Mike, um, they're going to be able to control the clock a little bit better. I mean – They've been getting by on the skin of their teeth here, the Vikings. Now, that, that that Patriot win was tremendous. They've had a lot of wins right at the end of the game. So they've been really good at closing games out, something we've also been pretty good at. And on the road this year, we've been pretty good also, to be to be honest, guys. Um, but the Vikings overall, like I said, their defense is ranked right at the bottom. Their offense isn't the best offense either. I mean, when you look at the overall rankings of the offense, they have individual players that are great. But like you said, the Sauce Jefferson matchup, I mean – Sauce might not be following him all over the field, but you know at some point they're going to go head-to-head. I just think we match up well with them. I mean, Dalvin Cook is tremendous, Dalvin, but the thing is, this year, they get behind in games a lot, the Vikes, Mike. 
And they've been throwing it a lot more than any other year. You look at Dalvin Cook's attempts way down from previous years. Still has the yardage, still has the yards per carry, but he doesn't have the attempts because they get behind and they got to throw it a lot. So it hasn't been a recipe for success against the Jets this year to go out there and just throw it 50 times against us. If we put you in that situation, because our, our secondary has been really good. I'm bringing a victory. I think the Wookiees go on victory as well. I think Mike is as well. I think when you look at the schedule, Mike, say, for instance, they win birth the Vikings and we go eight and four. All right. You have Bills, Lions, Jacksonville, Seattle, Miami left after that. Now, the Bills game is really the Mike White revenge game. Oh, boy. And the, and the Bills can be thrown on also. As, I mean, Zach Wilson was able to operate fairly comfortably against them. That's a home game. This will be up there, um, you know, in Orchard Park. But, you know, that game is winnable, even though the Bills are good. Don't get me wrong. Still a winnable game. Lions game is winnable. Jacksonville game, Seattle game, Miami game, all of these games are winnable for the Jets, Michael. So I'm really liking the trajectory. I'm liking Mike White fever taking over again. You remember the Bengals. You remember the Bengals. They came out of nowhere, right? Yeah. They got hot, right? (laughs) So I look at our team. Why can't we do that? Why not? No, I mean the only the only thing I think this in this game you got to worry about them on defense, Mike, is that Darius Smith does get to the quarterback. I think he has about ten sacks or nine nine sacks or something like that. Um, they have uh, goodness, I forgot the other guy got seven. They have someone I'm forgetting who their second best pass rusher is, but they do have Harrison Smith. But they don't have a lot of playmakers on defense. So look, I think Mike White's gonna. Right? The only thing is, is the Jet defense gonna be able to put the clamps on the Vikings. The Cowboys did it. I mean, the Cowboys' defense is really good. I think our defense is really good. I think our defense is comparable to the Cowboys when you go player for player, Mike. They only had three points against them. Kirk Cousins soon couldn't do nothing against the Cowboys. So, I know I'm stoked, man. I'm stoked for the trajectory. I'm stoked for Mike White fever taking over again. Now, Zach Wilson, one last thing I want to get to before we get out of here, Michael. Zach Wilson did have – I mean, this is a bad look to me at least. Not the pouty face on the bench in the rain. That is what it is. You know that reporters and photographers, Mike – they're waiting during that game to get the picture of him with a frowny face so they can use that and go, look how mad he is on the bench. So they're trying to get that. What, what stood out to me, though, was after the game, or during the game, I should say, Mike White throws a touchdown. Joe Flacco and uh, the Reveler Streveler go over. They're looking at the iPad together, all of them looking at coverages. Zach's all by himself on the bench. He's not with the other quarterbacks. He's not even with them at all. They showed that on television. I mean, is that <laughs> – I understand that Zach apologized. And I understand he was in a position he had to apologize. But to you, if it was Michael Lagaris in the same situation, would you be on the bench trying to be the best teammate possible and be there supporting your teammates, supporting Mike White, looking at the film or whatever the case may be with the other quarterbacks? Yeah. Or would you, would you separate yourself to the side and pout when you know the cameras are on you? Like, it just seems like a bonehead decision. Well, um, I, I, I actually did look into this and... He was looking at the iPad, um, and then Joe Flacco came walking, and he essentially handed the the, the uh, iPad to Joe, and then Joe sat down and was looking at his, and then he kind of just looked off to the side, and they caught the shot. And you know what? They got it. In my opinion, Salah, if you're gonna ina- make him inactive, just hide him, hide him. Don't don't put him in the view of the cameras. Don't just put him away, Mike. Okay, and let him let him. Think- what do you think about Salah saying in the press conference this week that the quarterback situation is going to be a week-to-week thing? He has to say that right, right now. He has That's what to it say, is, right? He has to say that. He's, he, it's coach speak. 
You can tell he already knows what the deal is. Because Mike, he said he said Mike White's start this weekend didn't alter the game plan. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding? What are you talking? So I mean, that was just coach speak, right? Because I heard that and I'm like, that doesn't seem like no coach is going to leave a team in limbo that's this good every week, not knowing who the quarterback is. That's not like, oh, maybe Zach's coming back. That's not happening. You know, what do you think? He did the same thing last year. Then he threw five. Well, he threw four interceptions. He didn't throw five interceptions. And that was, like we said, hey, who knows what's going to happen with Mike White, uh, Manny. And Mike White could go out there and play like garbage this weekend. Mike White last year played well all the sample that we have aside from the Bills game. And then he played well this most recent game. I don't know why anyone would think Mike White's temporary. And, and theoretically, Mike White could be temporary, but the guy who's taking over from him isn't going to be Zach. Let me, let me put it to you this way, um, uh, Manny. Um, if you were to take quarterbacking and make it like it was reading, right? And best level is, you know, a not being able to write a novel and the lowest is, you know, alphabet. Okay. Mike White in his four starts has written two bestseller novels, two <laughs> bestsellers. Okay. Like this is epic. Not what well, well, his, his Jersey is literally in the hall of fame. No, I'm not, I'm not playing like it actually is. Okay. Okay. And he's played four starts. So half the time he started, this dude wrote bestseller novels and Zach Wilson played 20 games and he's still struggling with the ABCs Yeah, with the ABCs. Simple stuff. Okay. Little things. Burials is sitting 10 feet from him and he throws it above his head. I mean, well, to be fair, like, like I can't, I can't. Mike, I can't. I can't. When you, when you, when you are that basic and struggle with the basic things, right? And you got this cat throwing four touchdown, four hundred yards, three hundred yards, three. Keith, let's just. I mean, we can't. Let Let's just do this. And I, I know it. I don't think Manny said Zach Wilson's the guy in that statement. He just might not think Mike White's the guy, which is also fair to say, Mike, because we haven't had okay. a sample. I'm going to allow that. But the thing is, if you are a Jet fan, Manny, you could just be a troll. But if you are a Jet fan, how do you not see Mike White play that well, right? And play that well against the Bengals. He played good against the Colts. He played good against the Pats last year. I know the Bears. I know the Bills game stunk. But how can you see all that and just be like, ah, screw that, man. He's not the guy. You don't know yet. So we have to see what the story is as the year moves forward. But, Mike, I think we got everything in, right? Yeah. He says, okay, but Zach is 5-3 and this year. You think Mike White can do better? Well, Steve, Zach I is, mean, he has that, done better, Manny. Where are you, are you watching the games? I'm not even well, a Jet fan, and I know this. Yeah, he's just he's just strictly talking about records. So we're gonna need. If, hey, look, if we're just talking about wins and Ws, I get it. Jet fans want to see wins, but we're five. That's the record of the games Zach played in, and they won those games. A lot of those situations, in spite of how he played, not because of how he played. So you could tell me the record if you want. That's fine. Bring up Mark Sanchez's record, his second year when they just went 11 and five, and he stunk the entire season and we had the best running team we had the best defense it wasn't because of mark sanchez we won i mean the just guys thrown forward just like a lot of these games with with Sant and zach wilson there isn't a game they won that he quarterbacked that they won because of zach wilson right not one of the games not a single game we won this year did we win because of him so i get what the record is of course we know what the record is of course we're I mean, we, we thought zach would be maybe get five or six wins the whole year so wins and losses matters but it's too early with Mike White to say one way or the other, at least so far as I'm concerned. He's 1-0 this year. You know, we'll see what happens moving forward. We have a tough two-game stretch here, and then some games you would think will be winnable games. So we'll see what happens, Manny. We'll see how it shakes out. Jet fans, though, let's just let's just go for the ride here. 
let's just hope for the best instead of hoping for the worst or expecting the worst. I mean, Zach Wilson was as bad as it gets. He was horrible for two years. So Manny might not think that Mike White's the guy and he might be right, but I don't think that Zach Wilson's the guy. And I think Mike's White is, Mike White Manny is helping Jet fans see that Zach's not the dude. Because even if you think Mike White stinks, he's playing pretty damn good compared to Zach Wilson. So we'll see what happens, you know. And we'll see what happens next year. We'll see what happens moving forward. Let's just roll for this year. Just enjoy just it. Hope we get the dubs, Manny. You know, I totally just, understand. And just like Manny, it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard. hard to believe, son. It's, it's hard. hard to but believe. that's why. But that's why I'm like, I I, I feel the regression to the mean. Yeah. No organization or group of humans is bad forever. There, there's just going to come a time when you're going to be good and. And this may be the time. And, and and you know what? With all the things that have happened to us, it, when is the, the right thing going to happen to us? And you know what? A fifth-round pick that named Mike White. Who knows? Who knows? But you know what? The man's jersey's hanging in the Hall of Fame. Okay? And the man just won uh, FedEx Ground Player of the Week. And he just posted the second-best passing numbers against an NFL team in his debut start. Okay, well, and, also, and he and he completed balls to ten different receivers on our team, and the whole locker room is excited that he is leading this team. I'm excited. I'm excited, and I'm gonna I'm gonna watch on Sunday. We're gonna go up there into Minnesota. I'm not afraid of them. I'm not afraid of them. We have a better defense than they do. Okay, in my opinion, we got a better coach than they do. All right. And we're about to find out if we have a better quarterback and a better offense than they do. All right? I'm ready to go. Guys, Garrett Wilson, if we didn't have Zach Wilson, Garrett would right now be the runaway offensive rookie of the year outside of Brees Hall. Okay? People are saying that he's the next Justin Jefferson. Elijah Moore has been nowhere to be found. Why? Because Zach does zero. And this dude's already catching touchdowns. Bro, let's go. Let's I'm ready. Strap yourselves in, Jet fans. We're seven and four right now. We're in playoff position right now. The next two games are going to be tough after that. The Dolphin game, at the end of the year, is tough too. But hey, these are winnable games for us. Three, four more wins, not out of the question. And we might be rolling into the playoffs with Mike White. So let the season end, let the smoke clear out of the room, and then we'll see what we think about Mike White then. But for now, I'm just enjoying the ride. I'm just enjoying the ride, Mike. I've been seeing too bad a quarterback play for too long. And then Mike White last game had one of the best games in our franchise's history, you know. And I might not be saying much, but I mean it's it's not something us uh, you know laugh at either, considering how bad our quarterback play has been for so long. So yeah, Mike, yeah. if anyone doesn't want to get at us, support us in any way, shape, or form. The AEBG world, where can they do that? Guys, we're on YouTube. Please like and subscribe on Facebook at AEBG Jets Radio on Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ Podcast and on Instagram at Jet AEBG. Thank you, Manny, and everyone else for hitting us up while we're doing the show. On behalf of the number one Jeff in the state of Texas, Michael Agaris. On behalf of the greatest tight end in college football history, the big Wookiee Nick Cronk. My name's Keith Farrell. Jets coming up with a W this weekend. Do that next week, everybody. Peace out.